to another episode of Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. And today we are back with another mini episode, more entries from the Dune Encyclopedia. Boy, howdy, do we have some entries for y'all today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know I've chosen something rather special. And I'm sure you have too, just because when you, when we messaged each other about this, Megan, <laughs> you told me what it was and I was, and then you immediately said, Dune is so dumb. Dune I love is so it. weird. <laughs> I love it. I was like, yes, I'm excited. You, scroll, you look through the, the, the Dune encyclopedia mm-hmm. and there will be these incredibly long, kind of dry, wah, wah, uh, yeah. entries <laughs> about like... Fremen language or the great houses or something. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, fantastic. You know, I mean, it's cool to have all this lore and backstory, but uh, this isn't interesting. And then <laughs> you find the gold. You find all the little bios of Duncans. You find just like random bios of people where they're like, we are going to tell you everything about this person that you never yeah. cared to know. I was actually, like, thinking I would like to do the Holtzman effect, but then I looked it up, and it's, like, six pages. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Honestly, the most important thing about the Holtzman effect that anyone needs to know is that if you apply it to a small area, it's called a no room. Yep. Get in the no room. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The Ixians love their no things. No ships. (laughs) No rooms. I, I don't want to go in the no room. <laughs> Thank you. If it was no. a no no room, <laughs> maybe. The champagne room. It's, it's just full of stuff you can't touch. <laughs> oh, the no room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I did not choose the no room. And would you like to go first, Megan? Uh, yes, I will. Okay. So my selection this week was off D Wolves. Okay, and so these are D. Are they dash wolves? Are they related to laser tigers? No, there's a very scary illustration. If anyone looks it up, it's very like a very mean, almost like a jack- jackal. Ooh, so jackals oh, are scary. Leto too. Speaking <laughs> of jackals, I'm just gonna bring this up because I don't think it got enough interaction appreciation on twitter Mm -hmm. there some news came out about a month or so ago that they were doing a prequel to the omen (laughs) and there was some like i don't think they really got into what that meant like they're just like oh they're they're making this you know they're shopping around this prequel to the omen and i was like haha is it about the hot adventures of a jackal in the city (laughs) And, like, two people liked it. And I'm like, this is fucking gold. (laughs) This mother is a jackal. It's a huge plot point. Anyway. Like, what is a prequel to that? Like, oh, your dad is Satan and your mom is a jackal. Here's what they were doing. (laughs) You know, those crazy kids. We really (laughs) hope they were going to work. They really hope they were going to work things out. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry, Miss Jackal. <laughs> God damn it, Megan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, 
sorry. I, I'm sorry. I need a minute. To okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry, Miss Jackal. That is so good. <laughs> Please continue. Okay. D-wolves. Especially bred carnivores, the end product of Leto II's search for the ideal guardians of his citadel. Oh, boy. S- yeah. <laughs> Since he had no wish to station an entire garrison of fish speakers in the Surreir in order to protect his privacy, well, that's what you have them for. I'm just mm-hmm. going to point that out. Yeah. Uh, he decided shortly after the Citadel's construction in 10723 to find an alternative to his female warriors. The system he eventually chose was twofold. Ixian surveillance devices to keep him informed of any unauthorized intrusions, and some form of predatory animal to deal with the intruders. That's not <laughs> a bad... That's bad. That's a bad plan. Yeah. The D-wolves were to be those predators. The god emperor had in mind a specific sort of creature when he began the breeding program. A, quote, more intimidating version, end quote, of the Raya wolves once found on Seleucus Secundus. Ideally, he would have used breeding pairs of those beasts as his first generation stock... Unfortunately, the softening of the former prison planet had rendered the wolves extinct. Oh, these snowflake wolves. <laughs> you know, they started watering down Seleucus Secundus. <laughs> it's woke culture. Um, Did it. Suddenly, we can't get killer wolves anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Cancel was... culture is out of control. <laughs> They're canceling wolves. <laughs> Lita was forced to begin elsewhere. The earliest ancestors of the D-wolves were wolves imported from a dozen worlds, chosen variously for speed, size, endurance, and efficiency in hunting. In addition, gaze hounds, dogs whose visual acuity had long since made them the most popular watch animals in the Imperium, native to so Centralia. It's a sight hound. G-A-Z-E? <laughs> yeah, it's a sight hound. He's just being fancy. Uh, okay. I was like, gaze hound? Yes, happy pride. <laughs> No, sadly, it's uh, also, uh, I don't want Leto to have any dogs that can find the gays. <laughs> right, right, right. Leto only likes one specific, specific brand of homosexuality. Uh, <laughs> native to Centralia, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, we're bred with the second generation hybrids and with several of the later generations. This cross-produced wolves that could perform as sight hunters and were thus less dependent on scent tracks, which their human prey might be able to disguise or obliterate. Leto had originally chosen some of the largest species of wolves available to him, and he continued to increase the shoulder height of the average litter by breeding the largest animals back into the mix. This is gross, Leto. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know breeding animals is a thing, and for purposes, it's how we get dogs, it's how, like, all things mm. exist, but I'm just picturing this worm dude just being like, no, make them bigger. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> imagining these dogs with huge shoulders. They, If you look at the picture, they, it's yeah, a beefy I, dog. I did. He's swole. By the end of the first half century of the program, say 50 years, uh, he had succeeded in producing wolves that dwarfed all other known species. Well, let me turn my page here. Uh, in ten eight nineteen, D wolves were released into the Forbidden Forest. Since when do we have a Forbidden Forest? Well, I mean, what's happening? It wouldn't this be like because I know in God Emperor, like there are like actual like oceans and rivers and I know, but the things. Forbidden Forest. Yeah, I mean, what is this Harry Potter? Come on. 
those kids needed some big wolves in that forest they, to keep them in line. <laughs> they had centaurs. Oh, well. Yeah. All right, anyway. That wasn't uh, problematic at all. <laughs> yeah. The animals were capable of breeding true to their own kind and had proven themselves equal to the god emperor's expectations. Well, at least somebody did. Yeah, I was like, that's a first. <laughs> at last. He's like, at last this has happened. I don't know why I keep making him crang. <laughs> I'll get you, gadget. My D-wolves. Hooray. <laughs> I'm going to breed them, Shredder. Um, <laughs> they... <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I know what's wrong with me it's tonight. It's very guys. good. This I'm is good. Sorry. <laughs> they stood an average of two meters at the shoulder, could find and follow trails several days old, and could bring down prey three times their size. As individuals, they were formidable. In a pack, no, adverse, no adversary could defeat them. While they appear to have lacked the speed which characterized the Raya wolves, the D-wolves outshone their models in all of their respects. They controlled the forest for thousands of years, protecting Leto's citadel against would-be raiders with terrifying efficiency. It was not until 13722, the year in which, uh, is it Shiona or Siona? I always thought it was Siona, but I could be totally wrong. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Shiona, like Siobhan, mm -hmm. until we know for sure. Yeah. Uh, led her rebels in the raid, which gained them the stolen journals, that they failed in their guardianship and were subsequently destroyed. Before leaving for their mission, the rebels had injected themselves with large doses of nilotin, a poison with devastating effects on the lupine nervous system. Why was there a specific poison? Oh, they Dune couldn't have universe. put it in, in some kibble, I guess. They had to inject themselves with it. Whether or not the drug would be effective on the D-wolves was not known, but the Revels had hypothesized that the wolves' vulnerability to the poison might have been increased by the many generations of inbreeding which had taken place since the species was developed. The theory, as only Shiona lived to discover, was correct. The wolves' conditioning, which kept them within the boundaries of the Forbidden Forest, allowed them to eat whatever they brought down within those boundaries. The guardians were poisoned and replaced by what Leo referred to as human wolves. Okay. So what we get from this is that Lido 2 cannot stop breeding shit. <laughs> if I he mean, doesn't he like has... something, he's just going to build a better one. Yeah. I mean, he has some reasons for some of the breeding stuff. But in this case, I'm like, mm, why? He just needed a hobby. Yeah, I guess and so. And his hobby I mean... was, I'm going to make these giant wolves. I guess if you're going to live practically forever, you yeah. do need to find ways to pass the time. I don't know if you could knit with those little arms. <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, well, you know, he can use his appendages for other stuff. As oh, I discovered... What? As I discovered in my entry. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to gloss over the fact that d wolves is both is like deeply weird but like also the name d wolves he couldn't come up with anything better like what they're like what <laughs> Just... do we call these god emperor he's like ah d wolves <laughs> the <De> wolves the <laughs> <De> wolves <laughs> oh leto Leto, you taste maker. <laughs> All right. So my entry 
is for Lido's cart. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Before discoveries in the raucous finds of schematics and manuals, the legendary device known as Lido's cart, all that was known of it was that it was used both wheels and suspenser bubbles. I'm using air quotes here under around suspenser bubbles because it is in quotes. Uh, for transportation was covered by a canopy which became clear or opaque as desired. Love that. <laughs> and was unique. Since the only model was destroyed when Leto died, all else remained a mystery. We now know that Leto's cart was seven meters long, three meters wide, and with its canopy raised, two meters tall. Because of Leto's special requirements, the cart was intended to be driven by a prone driver. Judging from the control surfaces, it could be operated effectively only by Leto. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, here we come to the description of the cart itself, which. Okay. Hang in there with me for a second, because I have a thought, okay? <laughs> the body of the cart was a shallow shell with a low rim, which became a wide ramp for entry and exit. So what I'm picturing is, you know, when you take a baby to the pediatrician and they weigh it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like a giant scale, like the ones that they put babies in at the doctor's office, you know, because it's kind of like a like a bowl kind of shape. Yeah, okay. And he's got to be what able I'm... to worm him with himself in there. Yeah, that's what I'm picturing. Bring the car around. <laughs> I got to worm my way into it. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Built into the bottom of the shell was the main motive system. Two rows of six suspenser bubbles each. The Holtzman effect. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> The Holtzman effect fields created by miniaturized generators automatically provided exactly enough lift to counterbalance the weight of the cart and any passengers. And did he have passengers on his little cart? I don't remember that. Who gets to hang out on the cart? In the <laughs> yeah, like, which, which fish speaker gets the favor this week? Queen. <laughs> like, oh, it's all boy. Queen Nori. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, think, I think literally she's all, I think she's on it when... I, I'm, all, I'm pretty sure. Down. Yeah. Uh, the bubbles were shielded by refracted magnetic fields as a safeguard against laser gun attacks. This protection, long thought impossible, was kept secret. Thus, many historians dismiss the suspenser bubbles of Leto's cart as an utter fabrication, since eyewitnesses once reported that a laser gun beam struck the bottom of the cart. Actually, the beam struck the magnetic fields surrounding the suspenser bubbles, and when the magnetic system overloaded, a fail-safe mechanism instantly vaporized the Holtzman generator in a puff of yellow-orange smoke. It's an interesting detail to include. <laughs> the Fancy. Emperor, yeah, the Emperor guided his cart through use no, of what, his what atropied legs. Now he's got legs. He oh we knew we found we found out he had legs before because he loses. The yeah, Leo. but if they're atrophied, how does he use them? Okay, two control slots were located in the rear of the cart. Oh, and received Leto's legs when he lay in it. The cart was directed by moving the legs from side to side for turns up and down for acceleration or deceleration, 
and in specific opposing directions to activate special functions such as switching from wheel to suspensor mode. There There were no provisions for maintenance access to the interior of the cart. No doubt security precautions directed that its interior be solid state. A single panel in the interior of the shell near the driver's left side accepted a wafer battery every few months. This cart also contained several capacitors, which allowed it to be operated from stored power for a number of days, even with about without a battery in the okay, power. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what are you putting the battery into if there's nothing inside? <laughs> yeah, if I just uh, put I guess, a battery into, well, I think there's a just a little of... slot, and it's like the battery goes here, and that's okay, it. But that's that's not how things <laughs> work, right? <laughs> okay, last bit, last line. A full-size mock-up of Lado's cart is currently being built at the Discovery Museum on Rackus. Love it. The working model is expected within two years. I want to be references. sponsored <laughs> by the Discovery Museum on Rackus. Yeah. Um, Sponsor us. So <laughs> that was <sighs> horrifying. <laughs> like, the legs. Okay, so now we know he kept his, like, vestigial legs. That they're just kind of dangling? <laughs> he makes less and less sense. I know! Every time I read about him. <laughs> and I've read God Emperor a couple times. And yet, mm-hmm. every time, I'm like, I have no comprehension I'm of so what the confused. hell you look like. I know. <laughs> I Are read they this. towards the bottom of... I guess, okay, if it's... I think they're on the... They must be on the bottom of his body, right? Okay, so... But, all right, yikes. So if he's a, okay, so he's a worm. <laughs> yes. Picture a worm. What if he's like a Gila monster? Like, you know, with the legs, like an iguana? How they have now this long body and oh, then like no. little legs on the side? <laughs> it's horrible. Because, okay. It's truly nightmarish. Would... The part that I am not grasping, but I've never... Uh-huh. So, when he has arms, when he is... Yes. Yeah. He... And we... I would like to note for anyone and people who've been around since the beginning are aware of this or who follow us on Twitter, but mm-hmm. one of the genesis... Is that how you say genesis? Genesis yeah, of this podcast. So. <laughs> was Bo and I discussing over text... Whether or yeah. not he needed all his vestigial body parts when he got himself a fiance, <laughs> yes, and we determined he still had a face and hands, right? Um, yeah. So I'm assuming that those parts are like towards the top of the worm, as he's usually depicted. Like there's worm body, and, and then up hands, at the top yeah. there's a face and hands. Yeah are the are the legs towards the bottom of the worm, like the tail? That's- that's or are kind I... of what I'm a ima- or like in the kind of in the middle area. So his body's stretched. Mm. What happened to the rest of it, Megan? Like uh, the rest of the parts that hang outside the body, you know? Just the rest of his body, like did it? Lado. Yeah. Honey. This was not a choice for a nine-year-old, and I don't care how old you were. Yeah. Yeah. That. 
truly horrifying entry on something that sounds so banal and so, like, just, you know, just a dumb, like, oh, here's a bit of furniture. <laughs> like, no, it's so horrifying to read about him steering it with his little ugh, atrophied legs. And his little lizard legs. Getting, you I'm know. Sorry. This is my headcanon now. They're lizard legs. Sorry. Taking his lady out for a ride. <laughs> One last ride. <laughs> hey, baby. You can ride in my wormmobile. Because <laughs> you're my special girl. <laughs> yeah. She's Boy, like, this remake of Drive My Car is not good. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very strange remake of Baby Driver. I'm right? confused. <laughs> I'm confused by what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm. it's Duna perpetually confused anyway. I know, there's, so, there's so much information. There's so much art. There's so much, you know, there's full, like, family trees and schematics and mm. everything. And yet, I'm still like, what? the hell is happening in dune <laughs> i know i know this encyclopedia is like literally just chock full of information and i still like the more i read the less i know is how i feel <laughs> i think my favorite drawing that i've skimmed past is the one of it's like casual clothes of the fremen oh sure and it's like a man in a tunic and a lady in like a longer tunic dress and some mm -hmm. leggings. Looks and then like a little girl who looks like she's just in like my daughter's pajamas. <laughs> I, like, I, mean, I guess in the future, no, if it ain't broke. I mean, seriously, loungewear is the future. I just love that. It's like, oh, this is what you're just wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get those at primary? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> she and she curve. <laughs> It, that's really like that's the future like chome is just uh made up of like an amalgamation of like Sheehan and wish yeah. <laughs> and amazon <laughs> like it's all three just sort of mushed together chome <laughs> is those tiktoks of the lady going home to her apartment yeah and using all the items the little devices gadgets and stuff yeah. to clean clean the house and cook dinner like, and stuff yeah like do you... i love those i love those <laughs> <laughs> they're so for some reason they're so relaxing to watch they're but very like, you soothing know, all of those devices are so like most of them look so chintzy and like you know would break immediately but it's just fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And I would not want that many devices for that many things. And I enjoy devices, no. but sometimes it's like, no, I'm just going to chop up this. <laughs> I don't need six blenders. Right. A special knife that looks like a bunny and all that <laughs> stuff. But I would like to watch you use them. Yeah. And I think that's that's how they were living on, on Kaladin. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> They were, you know, mopping the floors with the special little, those little, like, paper things that dissolve into soap mm -hmm. and everything. They don't have those things yeah. on Arrakis. No. <laughs> no one has ever had a mop on Getty Prime. I mean, mop? <laughs> with what? They're like, do you, on Getty Prime, they're like, do you use this to hit someone? Yeah. <laughs> 
can this cause violence? Oh, I can, I can think of a few uses for this. Yuck, yuck. I mean, I, I assume parts of Getty Prime are okay because they do invite people over. Mm. But I still think that it's not not. I kind of white. feel like it's one of those things where you know it's like going to uh, like a big like SmackDown or something like. You kind of already know what you're in for. Like, going to a Gallagher concert, like, you know you're going to get watermelon guts on you. Like, oh, we got to go to Getty Prime. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. not packing my good shoes. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I don't know what I expected. Like, we're throwing all of these clothes away. Just take them off on the right. ship home. <laughs> D-louse. Just while we are folding space time to get right. home. Just, <laughs> we are going to everyone's taking a shower yeah so i hope that you all enjoyed those two entries from the dune encyclopedia we're gonna be back next week with another couple of chapters one you know we're down into the last five or six chapters now in children Mm -hmm. of dune so we'll be back next week to talk about that and uh yeah do you have anything to plug megan uh i have been recapping uh the obi-wan kenobi show over at the school and the finale is this week so i know i'm so excited tune in for that and check out my recap so you can catch up and see all of my little know-it-all wikipedia links that i sprinkle throughout and no one's ever stopped me (laughs) (laughs) they'll never stop me Uh, And I would like to plug, I was on a a podcast, Friends of the Show, Josh Hollis and Brian Skinner, have a podcast called Center of Weirdness, where they discuss weird episodes of television. I was on this week's episode talking about an episode of the show Evil. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) And Mm. we ended the the episode with uh, Cotton Eye Joe. (laughs) And there's a reason for it. (laughs) well all right (laughs) so (laughs) that's something to check out center of weirdness you'll find them on wherever you get your podcast uh they're also on twitter at uh weird center (laughs) yeah uh and that's gonna do it for us this week as you know you can find us over at thespool.net where we write about film and television find us on twitter facebook rate and review on itunes and uh yeah until next week everyone be nice Take Take your spice. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. That sonorous voice, you know. Of course, you start recording when we're thirsting over J.K. Simmons. (laughs) 